everybody welcome to the raptors republic summer league podcast thing myself and trey uh we're lucky enough to travel down here get some credentials do some do some real work do some real work uh we just finished our first the first day of summer league we saw Wembenyama play we saw kobe buffkin play most important aj griffin who was way too good for it um but most importantly we saw the raptors play uh grady dick marquise noel uh, Ron Harper Jr. for some people who are paying attention. Joe Wieskamp for others. The Mosai, Moses Wright, and Moses Brown in the front court. I just, first thing, Trey, Vegas, Summer League. How's it feel so far? Summer League is awesome. It's really good to see um, tons of people that you've interacted with on, on Twitter, in the industry. Things like that have been super cool. And it's honestly like seeing like the young prospects in like an intimate setting like this. It gives you like a different feel than what you would see like um, when you're clipping stuff on the Internet. Like when you're watching games live, you can see how effective some some things that these guys are doing and how quick and athletic these guys are that don't necessarily translate like I would say on the Internet. Yeah, it's one of the things that stood out, too, was maybe Grady Dick's yelling. There's like the Raptors the same way that, uh, you know, I made the joke that there always has to be. Uh, you know, a sub six foot guard in the Raptor stand, the yeah. banana stand joke. There has to be a yeller on the Raptors. And with Pascal Siakam embroiled in trade rumors, he is the Ay! on offense. And Grady, when he makes a mistake on defense or is like, damn, I got caught, he does a ah. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. We won't start with Grady. I know he's a Raptors lottery pick, but we'll start with Marquise Noel. You and I both had really high expectations. We're like, I think he's going to kill it. I think he's going to be great. He was, you know, he he played the style of offense that dictated things very early for the Raptors. He dominated. He got them out to a very early lead based completely off of his playmaking and his ability to dissect hedges and to dissect drop defense. Um, they later in the game started blitzing and switching. We'll talk about that in a bit. But the early returns of Marquise, thoughts? Uh, he's been he's been fantastic. I think from watching all all of the tape from um, college, the big thing for him was when he popped in in March was he shot the three very very well. He shot the three great today, and that opened up his game and allowed him to finish a couple times in the lane over some really really large defenders. And then also like one of the questions I had going into it is he's obviously a high level pick and roll type player. When people start blitzing those pick and rolls or setting a really hard hedge, how how is he going to be able to make that pass at that small size? And he answered those questions. He was able to get into certain passing lanes and use different passing slots to find the rolling big still in a lot of those a lot of those actions. So it's really good to see him being able to organize the team. And he was probably the best player on the court today. So I think it bodes well for him him being able to at least be solidified as a two way player and beyond the 905 yeah i think the one of the more important things was how even though he didn't guard the ball handler on the other team all that often i think like his improvisational full court presses he is a player who he's a guard who follows the ball around the court which means sometimes he can get relocated on for a three sometimes when 
you get the drive. There are guards who will follow the ball into the paint and will kind of hang around there to try and like dig. And then their guy kind of sprays out and it's trouble. There is a little bit of that, but he's rapid on defense, can stay in front of guys really well, has a very high compete level. The size is going to matter, of course, but he finds ways to impact outside of that. And that's all it is, is, you know, he, like he said, he's not, whether it was in the interviews he did, like with the Raptors or any team, he's not surprising anybody. He's five foot seven. I stood next to him. I talked to him like a few times today and maybe even five foot six. He's like, he's a small guy, but he was brilliant in the pick and roll. And if the Raptors shooters and other players around him had had better games, maybe they wouldn't, the Bulls wouldn't have had such an easy time kind of changing the, you know, the trajectory of the game by blitzing him. And I think with turnovers and with deflections, he was sitting at like eight or nine combined between the two. It was effective, but the Raptors, you know, whether it was Ron Harper Jr., Joe Wieskamp, Grady Dick, the shooters didn't really come through. And Marquise was very good at laying passes out on a platter for Moses Brown and, and Moses Wright, mostly the former. And when he was making good passes, not like, okay, this is a for sure dunk wide open for you. Um, when he was just getting guys the ball in tight spaces and then they had like one pound dribble go up, a lot of those didn't go down either. The Raptors also, they got beat on the glass. They got beat up on the glass quite a bit. And so big takeaways, Grady Dick, not a good game, I think obviously. Yeah. But when you step away from this, are you like, okay, I see some positives I'd like to take away? Or are you kind of like, damn, that did not go well? And is there a concern index for you? No concern at all. I think we discussed it like last week, I'm pretty sure. Just um, adjusting to like the NBA or even this intermediate level in terms of physicality is completely different than in college. He's someone that needs to improve in terms of his his play strength. And also he's in a he's in a setting where everyone is trying to score because they're vying for for employment. So it's it's much harder to to get the benefit from making the right play, diving for an offensive rebound. It doesn't pop necessarily, but those things are going to help him earn minutes into the season because his motor didn't really stop, even though he wasn't hitting shots, which is a really good sign. And I think he's not going to necessarily be in a million pick and rolls like he was um, defensively there. We have much better backline defense in order to support him. So I, a lot of the things that happened today necessarily won't happen in the season. So I don't really have much concern. And even with um, him not making shots, a lot of the, his passes really popped. He was able to hit hit the corner, hit the roller on on short sides, and make a lot of plays like that. So I think he's going to be fine. This this setting isn't necessarily what the NBA is and doesn't really benefit his style. So I think he's going to play better on, on Sunday and like in, in the future in general. There was a certain urgency that he played with that I think is kind of uncommon relative to how he played at Kansas. After the game, he mentioned, I think it was Michael Grange asked him about, you know, pressure, nerves, et cetera. And he said, well, this is my first time being in a place like this and doing this. So he he was like, I don't want to say nerves, but he was trying to find a word that wasn't nerves, yeah. basically. Um, in addition to that, like we said, the play style doesn't suit him. The mistakes that he made were when he dribbled too often because you know, he wants to force it. He wants to make things happen. They're blitzing Marquise, for example. He brings up the ball 
and it nearly gets poked away, but it's, you know, a foul. Guys were super physical with him. Dalen Terry was very physical, not at the point of attack, but following him off ball. The Bulls team defense was, uh, you don't often talk about team de- defense at the sum- at Summer League, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah. They Like, they, they were in coordination with each other. They operated in concert. They were very, very clear in what they wanted to do. They followed him around. He had immense gravity, even even as he shot like really bad from the four. What do what do you shoot? Three for twelve. Three for twelve. Yeah. Two of nine from three, I believe. Yeah. And you know, he had an air ball. He had a corner three. He had like a one dribble pull up at one point or another, and it didn't go in. But he was a guy who the Bulls really cared whether he was open or not. And as far as like running actions for him off ball, they were running everything downhill. Not necessarily top blocking, but being super physical with a guy who's a little bit bigger than he is and a guy who's probably a little bit better athlete than he is. Super physical, force him downhill, make him fight for every inch. I asked him about that after the game. He said what he needs to do is a lot more early work to prep guys to get them off the screen so he's not fighting them as much over top and into it. That's great insight. That's similar to what I asked him about this, you know, when at his introductory press conference, I was like, you know, because of what I heard about the workouts is like he had some trouble with physicality, particularly on pin downs. And I was like, or dribble handoffs. And I was like, so what are you going to do? He's like, I got to get some moves. There's like swim moves. I got to get tougher, more physical. It's only been a couple of weeks since that. It's not like he's put on six pounds of muscle or anything. He's He's got to fight. He's got to get in there. The most important thing though is that he plays to the shape of the ball very well. And what I mean by that on both sides is that he's very, very good at identifying what action is happening both on offense and on defense, not being a part of the play, but being in support both as a defensive playmaker and as a guy who's going to cut into space or a guy who's going to form up. And while that would have looked a lot better if he had made threes today, and that you make some, you miss some, yeah. that's fine. But if he had been a guy who hit threes today, it could have looked a lot better and given him a lot more interplay with his cutting and then that passing. Um, some really good reads were the pump, one dribble, pass. I asked Marquise about it afterwards too because Marquise had mentioned he played against Grady in college and he was like, I've seen Grady, he's great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so you guys have had defensive game plans what do you say to Grady out on the floor today when you see he's getting pushed downhill and guys are trying to get him away from his jumper? He's like, you know, use that pump a little bit more, one dribble, get to a pass or get to that mid-range jump shot. And I was like, that's great. Thank you for the candor, Marquise, because you don't often get those types of comments. And I think that is true, that Grady was at his worst when he was making the long plays or trying to, and he was at be- at his best when he kept it short. And the environment of the summer league and the fact that, you know, they're not running a ton of plays for him. Mm-hmm. And outside of the Marquise plus rolling big pick and roll, there's not a lot happening. Yeah. It was just tough. He probably felt like, I got to do something. I got to do it now. And then the pick and roll stuff, the footwork is not good at the point of attack. It's slow. He wasn't good in chase. But also the Moses Brown and Moses Wright were not very good in drop. It was just the Raptors were left out to dry when Marquise was at the point of attack it was also bad and having a five seven five six guard and a six foot eight wing who is a little bit slower of foot mm-hmm. as your two point of attack defenders yeah. is not like a recipe for success 
Um, Ron Harper Jr., I know you're paying attention. I've talked to a couple of people around the team. They feel good about him. There's a lot of guys who like Ron a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, shed a little bit of weight, looking better. Had a very strong start, I thought. Process was good. Yeah. Lost it a little bit along the way. What was your thoughts on Ron? Um, with Ron, I think the the shot making is obvious, obviously there. I I think with um, with him in particular, he there, he's still probably a step slow in trying to be able to get to the rim, and his vertical um, his vertical pop isn't necessarily where you want it to be. He had a few times where he was able to Marquise in particular was able to hit him in the corner. He wasn't necessarily able to make that play going downhill, and I think that's going to be the big indicator of whether he's going to make it like to the, to the big club. If he's able to punish guys who are closing out very aggressively and hit that floater instead of an air ball, it's it's going to be a big indicator for him. And and if he's able to also utilize some of that load when he's going downhill and use that in a violent force, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. Like overall, I don't think many Raptors played well today, but um, like a lot of the tools are there for him to be very good. Yeah. Uh, other notable things, like I hate to break it to everybody, if you like a big on this summer league roster, it's they're not going to make the team. Like. <laughs> Moses, Moses Wright is a is a guy who's getting looks from other G League teams. Like that's what he's playing for currently. Yeah. Um, great defensive communicator today. I thought that like it he's playing against some guys who like there's a little bit more talent on the court and he's maybe a little bit undersized at the big position. But as far as like if you expect Moses Brown or Moses Wright to make the team, probably not. Yeah. And the Raptors they got bludgeoned on the board. Some of that is the fault of guards not coming down. Some of that is the fault of like the wings. Grady actually was very competitive on both sides of the floor for the glass, which was a nice thing. As you like you mentioned earlier, the compete, getting after loose balls, yep. making really good reads as a defender. Some of them didn't work out. Sometimes the the offensive player catches what you're trying to do and adjusts. Then, you know, you're gambling, you get caught, but at least you're reading and it you know, that's a good indicator for what you can do as an off-ball defender in the future. And he was competitive on the offensive glass. Altogether, though, this isn't copium or anything. He, he played bad. It was a bad game. Um, the Raptors front court had a tough time. Rebounding was a tough time. Pat Delaney talked about that after the game. The Raptors, they lose. They have an interesting, albeit not overwhelming and dominant, uh, you know, summer league team. I think that we can look forward to a better game from Grady on Sunday. I think that we can look forward to a better game from Ron Harper on Sunday. And Marquise Noel, just keep doing it, man, because he's fantastic. And he led the game in points and tied for the most assists between the two teams. Um, The step back three was working. He got into the lane a couple times. He had a contested finish at the rim on the break, had a big flex afterwards. He very clearly has the trust and he's well-liked by both the players on the team and the coaches. He just seems like a guy who he's ready to be part of the organization for the next few years probably, which is nice. The Raptors, they've been looking to get more like equity. They've been looking to get more meaningful guys down with the 905. And they're probably looking after the last couple of years to help bridge the gap between the 905 and the Raptors. And there was a lot of like confusion between the two. Like 
you know, the, the little club and the big club and not as much synergy. Marquise will definitely help that, especially with like bringing along guys who go down and come back up and also with himself, depending on how he performs and maybe, you know, how quick the jump shot release becomes. And I don't know how the Raptors will try to hide him at the next level, but I guess we'll see. Raptors, does that feel like a, a good enough thing? You ready to move on to Victor Wembanyama? Let's do it. Okay. Victor Wembanyama. I came like just before it started. Yeah. We actually, I came into the arena. They're up in the nosebleeds because they sold it out, man. Like Victor Wembanyama, they probably made like how much money, extra money revenue do you think Wembanyama brought to Summer League? Several millions, probably like. 30, 40% more than they, they usually make on like an off year. Which is, and maybe like, maybe some of that scoot. Maybe yeah. that's the collective, like people care more about basketball prospects now than they used to. People, yeah. there's more like the, there's more of a culture of like, because yeah. like a lot of people we see, like when we're walking around who are like, hey, I know you from X and Y. A lot of it is like Twitter and hoop heads and scouts and stuff like that. And Vegas has become more of like a little cultural thing for people to like, hey, I'm going to go and find community. So there's been momentum, but you could see it. Yeah. The, when the Raptors played the Bulls in Cox Pavilion, it was not full. And Cox Pavilion is way smaller than Thomas Mack, even though they're connected. And Thomas Mack was packed to the brim. We saw Jamari, Jabari hit game winner. Yes. And then we sat down and Weminyama got big, big, you know, celebrations. Hey, let's go. Applause every time he touched it. Yeah. How do you feel about his performance? Um, it, was, it was a bit surprising. I think like some of the, the things that happened, like are, are things I was expecting probably like heading into the season, like struggling with physicality. Um, he, Kai Jones and, and Brandon Miller were able to hold their ground against a lot of his, his actions and I think um, him understanding his his size and how to weaponize it will be the biggest struggle that he probably has right now. Just because, like, typical, like, reasoning in basketball, like, low man wins. There was times that he got the advantage and was simply just too long and too high to finish to finish a layup or finish a, a, a contested dunk. So I think it's just getting more repetitions like that. And then also just, like, on the Spurs, they have their have both – Blake Wesley, uh, Malachi Branham, Raptor, who are are aren't necessarily like a Marquise Noel type, who are going to let let Wemby roll, get easy looks, get himself into the game. Majority of the shots that he was taking were in creation, and all five guys were on the seven foot yeah. five dude, which is a lot to ask for somebody in their first like real. Um, he's a professional, but yeah. But on a higher higher level, I would say. So I think I'm not necessarily concerned with everything that, that went on. I think once the Spurs, um, once he's around better players and he's able to just roam more freely as a roller, he's going to score a billion points. And the defense was obviously there. Yeah. As far as what you're mentioning about like, yes, he's played professional basketball before. I don't think Summer League is necessarily better than the French yeah. League. But what the the thing is that the French league has a lot more infrastructure. Yeah. And like you mentioned, women, Yama catching from like 23 feet out facing up like jab, jab and starting a dribble series yeah. that obviously ends up in like a bully drive, a post up against a small guy. 
he is a very large person with these high dribbles, digs. And he got got on digs. And as you said, like understanding your length, knowing where you can dominate, he seems very clear. He seems to very clearly understand, like, if I have a guard, I'm going to put him under the rim and I'm going to get there. But he could do that with wings and he can do that with some bigs. And it's just about like a willingness and an understanding of that. I don't, uh, I think like the, we talked about before the game, actually, we're sitting in the stands and we said like, you know, he shot thir- what, 29, 30% on threes. Yeah. The highlights of his game aren't really like the appeal. The appeal is that he's a massive hawk. He's like just the biggest thing at the rim. Yep. He's seven foot four with an insane wingspan. He will bring an, just an unbelievable level of defense consistently, passively. And then the intriguing offensive tools can grow at their own pace. This isn't the next LeBron James, like I'm coming in to dominate. And yeah. LeBron has a history as like the an incredible defender. But rookie LeBron will not have the same defensive impact as rookie Wemby does. Yeah. But yeah. And rookie Wemby and however many years of Wemby on offense probably won't get close to touching LeBron at any level. Yeah. That being said... He's one of the biggest prospects to come of this century. And he underwhelmed in the first game. Some of that is being set up to fail, which also just is an addendum. LeBron is the most incredible guy because he was set up to fail and just never did. Like, like, yes, he lost in the finals. But as far as like a guy being a prospect from age 13 and everyone putting the weight of the world on his shoulders, he met the moment until... Even even today, yeah. and that's just so uncommon. Like there, there's so many guys. Like, so Wemby's gonna be great, but it's important to think about. Like, man, it's you need to have the tools, you need to have the drive, you need to have the you know the feel for the game and everything like that. But damn, you just gotta do it, and he'll do it, and he'll be good yeah. and fine and everything like that. But um, any thoughts on Wemby before we get out of here, and any other thoughts on the first day of summer league? Um, in terms of, um, terms of Wemby, I was, uh, him as a, a rim protector, I was just imagining what that would look like in a real setting and possible playoff c- scenario. The, the Hornets throughout the entire game refused to go to the rim. And that's just so valuable heading into like real serious situations where the Spurs are going to be able to dictate the, the exact shots that they want the other team to shoot simply because they have Wemby. And that might allow them to actually have worse defenders on the floor. It probably makes a Malachi Branham way more playable next to like a Blake Wesley or a, a Devin Vassell because Wemby's going to clear up majority of his mistakes. Yeah, that's that's like it is yeah. when guys are scared to go to the rim, yeah. when certain line drives become not certain and guys start angling a little bit more for the baseline to make that kick to the corner yeah. or they start like you know, adding like that little fish hook into their drive to get into the middle of the lane because they're like, okay, it's not about getting to the rim. It's about drawing him out and then trying to get somebody behind him on a 45 or a baseline cut. It's like, I need my, you know, my other teammates to react accordingly because I'm not going to beat this guy there. Um, That is present, will be president, present at the NBA level and is just going to be there for like years and years. It's such a big deal. Raptors fans, you've seen your favorite player, you know, across time face like an elite rim protector. And you've seen what that does to an offense and how that can completely change um, how things work. 
Uh, it's when teams defend the rim really well, they they have a much easier path to being good defensively. Good news for Raptors fans. As bad as this summer league game went, and summer league games, you know, they can go disastrous. <laughs> they but they <laughs> and they can and they can go okay. But this outcome is not. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, ring the alarm bells or anything like that. It's perfectly fine outcome. It's totally okay. And um, the good news is that your team, the Raptors, if everything stays the same with this team, they're going to defend the rim extremely well this year. The ability to pinch in on drives with the length they'll have all over the court. Jakob, I know the numbers on the year as a whole are not very good as a rim protector, but he was absolutely elite since joining the Raptors. Um once he left the laissez-faire attitudes of San Antonio as they were tanking for the very guy who yeah. sold out Thomas Mack and Cox Pavilion and Summer League for the first time ever, I think. Yeah. So um, big day for the scalpers, big day for Women Yama, big day for Trey and I. Yeah. You ready to get out of here? We're in Vegas. We're cooked, man. You know, <laughs> not, not, not because of anything illicit. It's just hot sun. Yeah. It's long days. It's a lot of basketball. You ready to get out of here? Yeah. Um, Vegas has, has tested my body, my will, my drive. I've realized how old I am, and I'm ready to, to go into my wash there. All right. Let's go and get washed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is uh, Samson and Trey's first day. Vegas, we'll be back. I guess you'll hear it on Monday. We'll cover another full day of the Raptors stuff on Sunday. And uh, stay tuned. Much love. Bye-bye. <laughs>